0: My name is Cesar Gomez, and, you know, my journey has been very, very full of surprises, and I want to share my story with you guys. You know, I'm a Mexican-American first generation. My parents came from Mexico to this country with nothing. My father had a third-grade education. My mother had a fifth-grade education. Um, they actually met here in the state. I'm fortunate to be an American citizen. My parents came to this country with a dream and they engrave that dream in us to be able to have more because the opportunities that this country provides. And I grew up in the Los Angeles area the first 12, 13 years of my life. Through my first years of my life, my dad was a handyman. He, he was a hardworking individual. That, that's where I get my work ethic from. He, he, he had a job and he was also a handyman. And when I was about six, seven years old, Um, he brought me on to help him as a handyman, as a tool handler. I would go with him to do small little jobs and I would carry his tools and he would ask me, hand me a screwdriver. And I always saw my dad and my mom always working, always trying to make more in life. And to me, of course, at that age, I didn't understand that. So I grew up in a household of hardworking parents. Um, They were always trying to figure out different ways to give us a better life. Um, my father and mother bought their first home um, and I saw them buy multiple homes at the time they were they were actually fixing they, my father would get home from work and we'll go f- you know i would just go watch them but we were we would go and fix these homes and back then um, homes were 80 seventy thousand dollars I remember the pricing just because they will say the numbers um and about when I was about 12 13. We moved into a city called Rialto. Um, That's where I spent the rest of my life um, growing up. And my dad opened his first business. And when he did, again, he just gave it all he had. But his ways of communicating the ways he taught us was not being able to explain why he was doing the things he did. He would actually just get to work and expect us to pick up on his leadership leadership to be able to pick up on the way he was doing things. And about when I was about 15, 16 years old, that's when, for me, it clicked about, you know, how do you make money? I would see my dad working day in, day out. I saw my mother helping him. I saw my other siblings just tagging along because, you know, I have three other siblings and, you know, they were younger than me. So we were just children following them, doing their things um so my first job actually i was my father would always ha- give us tasks to do and the craziest part now that i understand is i used to get so scared that i wouldn't accomplish the tasks he would give me and to me it was something that i always feared but today i realize that those tasks have taught me how to understand priorities have understand me has taught me how how to understand what's important for every parallel that I'm involved in. And through that process, I remember my one of my uh, chores was mowing the lawn. And so I'm mowing the lawn. The neighbor comes and he asks me, he's like, hey, would you mind mowing my lawn? And I'll pay you. And I was like, sure. So he paid me, I think, 15 or 20 bucks. So I mow his lawn and the, and the light bulb clicked and I'm like, wow. Like I could just mow somebody's lawn and get paid. And then that way I could make some money, you know, cause my parents business, they were hardworking. They were making it, their business was doing okay. But at the time, my dad was also buying real estate. So all his profits, he was just going and buying more properties. That's what he was doing here in Mexico. So I was, I want to make my own money. So that was the, the, the pivotal point in high school. I think I was a freshman, um, so then I, I started walking into school with, you know, $20, $40, in there, and then I felt good. And through that process, you know, one of the things is he taught me, like, go get what you want. But that's very deep. I didn't understand that. So for me, school was never my thing. So what I figured out was like, okay, well, there's kids in school that were smarter than me. So I started hanging around with them. And now I had money, and I would exchange money for homework for, for projects. And these kids would do my work. And there was a couple of other kids that there was a burger joint down the street from our high school that I would take them out on Fridays and buy them hamburgers and they would get my work done. And what I did is I started mowing lawns. I started, I started my small little business of mowing lawns and I was always trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And in high school, back then we didn't have internet, we didn't have technology. So they had different, pro, um they had different um, activities and, and programs like they had a Sheriff's Academy. So I attended that for two years. I would go to the Sheriff's Academy to learn and understand what it takes to be a cop. Um, I actually went in my senior year. I went and, I f- you know, I got my pilot license. And a lot of people don't know I have a pilot license. And I did it because I wanted to become a commercial airline pilot. Back then, it was something that I I envisioned and dreamed of. Unfortunately, my dream got shot when they told me that, I applied for the Air Force and they told me my bad eyesight. I couldn't be a pilot. So I decided to go on my own. And my parents actually paid for my schooling for my pilot license. And and all this comes together in the sense that back then I didn't really understand why I was trying things, why I would get into things. And long story short, through my high school years, I, I graduated with high honors and I really never did work. And in today's time, that, that translates into delegation. I actually was under, I was delegating homework and projects to smart kids, and, and they would do the work for me for a cost. So I was out there mowing lawns, building a business, and they would get paid for doing my work, and, they, and I would always gravitate towards the smartest kid, and I would build a relationship with them to be able to get my work done. So when I graduated high school, I graduated with high honors. Everybody thought I was smart. Um, And I really wasn't. I I was delegating. I didn't understand what that was until years, years ahead, Uh, you know, years later. So I graduated high school. Um, You know, great experience. My dad always taught us to work hard, um, to be very transparent, to be honest. And that's one of the things that In today's times that I get, I understand being honest and transparent with people. But back then, it didn't. He would just tell me certain things. And today, I'm like, as an entrepreneur, you have to be honest. You have to be transparent. Because if not, you're lying to yourself and you're lying to others. When things are good, it's easy to be transparent. When things are hard, it's hard to be transparent. And I could, you know, and and I'll share with you guys certain examples. I graduate high school. I go into college. The same thing I did in college and actually in college, what I did is um, I didn't know what I wanted to major in. I came into engineering. I didn't like it. Um, so I, I changed my major into business. And through that process, I met one of my friends that he would build computers in his in his dorm room. And I, and I asked him, I was like, do you sell those? He's like, no, I just build them for me and my friends. I was like, well, I will love for you to build one for me and I'll go sell it and he looked at me like what do you mean I was like yeah I'll go sell this thing and another thing that evolved with this was I was developing self skills that today have put me have catapulted me and and opened so many doors because I know I I understand how to connect with other human beings and sales is not about selling sales is about connections and at that time I didn't understand the skill sets I was developing you know um Learning how to approach people And talking to them about the product I believed in And that at that time um, I remember He built the first computer I go out there and I start knocking on doors And people shut their doors down And, and mind you, back in the late 90s Early 2000s, computers were very expensive Internet was barely starting up with dial-up um, Maybe if you guys some remember American Online um, Net Zero So People were really interested in it, so I always thought, how could I get somebody interested in what I had? And what I did is, back then, Net Zero was the first free internet service with ads. So I would add internet uh, Net Zero to their computers to get internet, and that was a turning point when people wanted the computer because now they could surf the internet without paying the 1999 to American Online, and that's when my business started catapulting. And today, I understand that change of that pivot that idea just made my business grow so then through that process the same thing I go into school I, I walk into a classroom and I always gravitated and picked the smartest kid in the room and I did the same thing I would pay them money for them to do my work to, to do my projects of course not my tests but I would always <laughs> and this is something that I'm, you know I'm not you know I'm not proud to say but it's the truth I will find classes that they really, they really wouldn't give us tests. I will find the classes that your grade was based on, on homeworks and projects. And I would get those courses. And then I will find the smartest kid and I will pay them while I was out there knocking on doors, selling these computers. And through that whole process, my whole college career, I actually was out there just selling computers, building my business, making money. I was making more money than I think some of these professors, because I was, we were selling these computers. And then the next idea I added to my computer business was financing. I found a bank that would finance these computers. So everybody that wanted a computer and didn't have the money, they could finance them. And I would deliver the computer and they'll pay me. And mind you, I, this this was just ideas that came through that whole process. And again, in today's time, that translates into getting creative to be able to have somebody interested in what you have product or service and my skill set of sales was actually evolving so through that whole process i i i sell computers i'm going through college again you know you're young i used to go out to a lot of clubs and, and nightclubs and i used to do a lot of i used to go into the spanish uh clubs and i, I had friends and my my buddy his dad was a promoter so one night we're at that club and his <laughs> i told my, my buddy i was like hey let me go sing a song and I go on stage, long story short, he's like, hey, man, you sing pretty well. And I was like, dude, I've never sang in my life. I was doing it because everybody was doing it. It's one of those things that, again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. I was trying things to figure out who I was. So long story short, he calls me a week later. says, like, hey, dude, my dad's going to have an event. He asked me if you want to sing. He's not going to pay you. You're going to do it for free. I was like, absolutely. I was like, so I go. I'm like, he's like, what's your singing name? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah. Well, what do you want to call yourself? And, and, you know, I came out with this name. My dad and my mom growing up called me Nene. And I was like, El Compa Nene. And, and, and that's how, you know, um, he put it on the poster board. And long story short, we're out there. Back then, there was no internet. no. So you had to put poster boards in restaurants and, and light poles. And I was at a restaurant, and I'm posting a board, and a gentleman comes up to me, and he asks me, he's like, oh, He's like, Are, he's, uh, you work for this event? I was like, no, I'm performing. He's like, what's your name? I told him. He's like, oh, okay, so I'm looking for talent. Long story short, he's like, I'll be there. He gave me a business card. He shows up, and he's there. So I, I go on stage. Uh, first time in my life going on stage. I I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And he tells my brother, he's like, hey, man, he's like, I think your brother, he, he's good. So I get, I sing a few songs, I get off stage, he's like, hey man, I have another event. He invites me to one of his events. Long story short, two weeks later, he takes me to his um, label company he works for, and they sign me, and I record three albums for them, they're on iTunes and Spotify, I don't have the rights to the music or anything, the company does, and here we go, a a music career during college while I'm selling computers, Um, and again... These are the things that now I understand if if you go try something and you try enough, something will come out of it. And that's what was happening to me, all these things. And, you know, I remember the first performance I got paid, I got paid like a thousand dollars. And, you know, I was like, damn, like for 40 minutes I got on stage and I paid a thousand dollars. And I get home and I tell my dad, I was like, my parents, I was like, I just made a thousand dollars for singing. They're like, what? Like, (laughs) you know, selling a computer, I was making about $500 per computer. So I actually doubled my income in 40 minutes of just getting on stage and singing. And it's crazy because today I'm able to play this whole, my whole life and be able to share with you guys of what everything meant. Because at that time, and it, I. I was looking at it as fun. I was like, "Wow, I get to perform, I get to go out, I get to party, and not and get paid for it." That's how I was like. I was not looking at the skill set. I was evolving. I was connecting with radio hosts, uh, DJs. I was I was out at clubs with promoters. I was doing some crazy stuff that I never thought. I remember I performed one time in Mexico, and I show up, and and there's a big line at at the at the entrance at the club, and I asked the promoter, "I was like, who the hell?" Like, I'm like, "Is this people?" for the event he's like yeah here they're coming they're here to see you and I was like what like a kid from Rialto that going to college I was still in college and I'm walking around college campus and people were recognizing me and and again those are the things that help build and help me understand who I am today and again I, I encourage everybody that's listening to to be able to replay your story because everything has meaning If you really pay attention to it, don't don't get sidetracked by the negative. So we fast forward. I graduate college um, and I get into the mortgage industry. Um, And through that process, I had two partners, good people, bad business, no business experience. I was the one out there again, knocking on doors, bringing in business. Long story short, as you guys all know, um, I get married. I have my children and I'm still doing music while I have two of my children. And you know, something drastic happened to me that nobody knows the story, and I'll share it here, is that I went to I got hired to perform an event in Mexico and that was my last performance ever. And that, that store that event I was there, the, the the event, the promoter, um he he hired me and after the event he pretty much kidnapped me for two days to perform for him. Um a lot of people don't know the story. And you know, that comes with the territory, and I didn't know what was going on. I asked the promoter, I need to leave um there was no cell phones back then they- you know my my family was looking for me and in forty eight forty eight hours later he released me and I, and I and i I was able to head back home and that day I quit music um the adversities that come with certain things my life is not worth um that so at that moment i i, I quit i resigned from music, and that was it i've never ever perform i never will nor i will ever get hired again for music and 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 i was into that but what that taught me was you got to evaluate what's important and at that time i didn't understand that i quit but today i understand that my family my life is worth it has no price so for me to be able to take that time and moments into consideration of saying okay well the money's good my life is that risk and I said, I'm done so I again I, I get into the mortgage industry we build a company and as everybody knows the 0708 crash um you know i I had two partners I, I mentioned earlier and we get I get to the office one day and the I get an email saying from one of the lenders that um we're not paying you guys on your on, on your deals we had over six figures of of payouts to pay our agents and they're saying we're not paying you so I, i start panicking and again this comes from lack of experience and i start panicking and then i get another email from another lender holding say another six figures and pretty much our whole company got shut down with overnight from the day before to the next day that we show up to the office and for me, as an inexperienced entrepreneur, I take responsibility for now. Back right. then, I did. And I was blaming. I was saying, oh, the, you know, why me? Um, I decided to shut the operations down. And at that time, you know, having a wife, you know, which I still have, and my children and home and, and responsibilities, I remember that I tried to continue the doing mortgages. I try to continue to, but the lack of growth and understanding didn't help me see how to pivot. It didn't help me see how to continue, how to find solutions to the problems. Instead, I started getting emotional. I, I became an emotional wreck. I started making bad decisions. And what I mean by bad decisions, trying to go to the, these people's homes that were holding our money and, and just things that really weren't going to solve the problem. You know, I had a lot of agents that needed to get paid to, you know, f- to be able to pay their bills and 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 feed their families. And so it was a domino effect. And for me now, today, you know, my name, my responsibility is key. It's what, what I take care of. So back then, I really had to just let them go. Long story short, you fast forward six, seven months. I stopped paying my mortgage. I stopped paying my cars and. You know, I don't know if you guys, anybody, are you, anybody listening, could relate to this. So one day I get home and there's a red paper on my door saying I had a 15 day eviction of my my home. I lost my home. Um, the repo guys were out there picking up my cars, and my wife's looking at me and I was like, "What are we gonna do?" And I ha- I didn't know what to do. Um, I remember she's calling me. She's like, "The boys need milk," and I didn't have money to buy milk. And you're like, um, you know, and it hits you. And, and and you know, we hear all these motivational things: keep going, keep doing. But when that those times hit you, I don't care how how strong minded minded you are, it hits you. The emotions kick your ass, and they really do. And I remember getting home, I scraped quarters, nickels, dimes, whatever I had in the cup holder of the car, and I was able to buy a gallon of milk. And that day I told my wife You know what We have to get government help So we lived on government help For a few years um, And I'm not ashamed of it To say it, it was real um, And and these are the moments that make you The moments when I'm singing Selling computers And doing all this Those moments don't make you Because your ego is getting rubbed And things aren't going great The moments that make you Is when you get kicked in the ass And those that moment That feeling of I don't have nowhere to live My last car had gotten rippled. Uh I get home, I park it outside And the next morning the car has gone I have no car So I wake up, no car, no house And no money um, and, 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 I'm, and, and to me I want to share with you guys that That's something I'm proud of To say that needed to happen to me To shake me up And make me realize that You know the choices we make and today I, I'm able to explain to you guys the choices I made, the lack of experiences I had made me go through those times, made me go through those hard times. But I'm here to tell you guys that what I did, I sat back down and I started reminiscing. I started thinking about my life. And I remember, you know, my when I graduated college, my father came up to me and he said something to me. He's like, look, son, you know, I'm proud of you. He's like, uh, I came to this country with a third-grade education. I'm doing pretty well for myself. And mind you, my dad passed in 06, and we're talking about 08, 09 now, 07, 08. Um, And he said, you have no excuses. You were born here, and I expect you to do more than I've done. And right then and there, it hit me. I was like, holy fuck. If this person came from from Mexico, had nowhere to live, didn't know the language, I have no excuses. So that moment on, I say, I have no excuses. So I got my shit together and I started thinking. So I grew up in the automotive industry and I came back to it and I came back to it with the mindset of, you know what? My father worked day in, day out. I'm going to build this and, but I'm not going to work like him. I'm going to be smart and I'm going to figure out how I could have people, how I could lead people. And, and through this whole process, I've, I've always, like I said earlier, I was delegating things to, you know, I had a mortgage company. I had people working for me, but I didn't know how to lead. I was actually a manager. I wanted, I want I was that guy that would just sit in the desk and tell people what to do. And again, delegation is something that you have to have a skill set for. You can't just do it. You can't just demand somebody to do something. So that moment forward, I get back into the industry and I start figuring out how I'm able to do it different. Cause I saw my parents working day in, day out, weekends and, and I didn't want to do that. I wanted I had children and and I got into it. I started I build it back up. I made mistakes and I would get back up. And then I got into the educational side of the automotive. And that's when everything just started turning around and I started realizing like, wow, like if if you really are creative, my creativity was always there, but I didn't understand it because I had to go through all these failures. I had to lose everything to be able to understand that in order to make something great, you have to fail and you have to be creative at the same time. And it's so hard and it's so hard to control your emotions when you're going through this, because it's something that nobody teaches us. Nobody teaches us how to control emotions. Nobody teaches us to understand that failure is part of the process. And it is. It's part of the journey. You cannot succeed without failure. So I built it. I get in the educational side. I built ma- uh, an amazing with my brother. He was my business partner at the time. And we built a great company and. Through me, I'm that person that when I hit a lid, when I feel like that's it, I can't grow anymore, I I, I, I I let it go and I move on. And it's something that today I understand. If any of you listening have ever done something and you feel like ah, that's it and you want to go do more, I'm telling you, let it go. I left a six-figure income to go do more. And everybody thinks I'm crazy and stupid, but it was because I needed to keep growing because I felt stagnant and it's not anything wrong. You know, there's some people that are okay with building something. Okay. I'm, I want to build something great. I want to build a legacy. I want to build something legendary. And at that time, so I leave, I get into the insurance educational side as well. You know, a great person, my ex-partner, um, not a businessman. And I get into the industry and we flop again. Um, And the thing is, my ideas, I've always been creative. And for him was that my ideas were too crazy. And what I did instead of sitting there and trying to just fight him, I just started building relationships, genuine relationships in the industry that I till today, I still have those, some of those relationships. Because I, I took care of them and I never asked for anything. I just wanted to learn. I wanted to know what they were up to, what they were doing, what's, what's, what's new, what's not. What are people trying to do? What's the trends? And my partner was just trying to do his thing just day by day. And again, that didn't work out. So I left. You know, unfortunately, that business failed. And I'm not today. I, I, I actually like things to fail because that's how I learn and that's how I get creative and that's how I able to make them better so that business fails through that whole process I buy a business out in the bay area and the only reason I bought this business it was a friend we would do french Creperies. and the only reason I bought this business was because I wanted to learn how to lead a team from a distance and and you could call me crazy but now I understand that I needed to do that in order to be able to grow myself in order to be able to stretch myself and understand that and through that whole process, I buy the business. The business, it was a family run. So when they gave me the keys, I had no employees. So I had to put an ad on Craigslist. And, and, and I hired such a great leader. Her name, you know, I won't mention her name, but she still talks to me to this day. And I was able to bring her under my wing, show, grow her, lead her. And when when I sold the business, she actually left and, and went to go work for, um, uh uh, Sony, a, a company and doing food service. And because everything she learned through my leadership, she was able to implement. And the thing is, is that at that moment, I was already understanding. And mind you, I'm understanding these things as I go that have, you know, and that's a crazy part. A lot of people say, well, how did you get there? Well, I was understanding things through the process. I was not there was nobody teaching me, oh, do this here. It's understanding as you go. And to me, that's why my personal experience, my portfolio of experience is mine and it belongs to me. And I'm able to share with everyone. But unfortunately, a lot of people take that for granted. They want the easy they want the easy pill. There is no easy pill. I was understanding this whole process as I went. And today, you know, we sell that business and Get out of the food industry, you know, but I could say I have experience in the food industry. I've been able to lead a business from a distance. Then I get into the e-commerce industry, as you guys know, uh, Amazon automation, Airbnb automation. And the same thing happened. We get into these industries and I have the experience from all these setbacks and all these failures. And they have helped me evolve in who I am today. And not once have you guys heard me say how much money I make. Not once have you guys heard me say how much I'm worth or how much my companies make. All I want is to make a difference. With that difference comes money. And that was the hardest pill to swallow. And everybody that's around me knows that the last thing I worry about is money. I worry about doing the right things first. And that came through this whole process of selling computers, mowing lawns, becoming a singer, becoming a pilot, being in the educational side, being able to find the wrong partners, being able to continue to find the wrong partners. And even till today that we're on this podcast, I still have a wrong partner. And and the thing is, is choices is understanding and processes. So, you know, today I'm, I'm here to tell you guys that, the parallels we're in, you know, we're, in, we're very wide, and the reason being because I've been able to understand, and I've been able to figure out how to lead, right, I figured out how to handpick the right people on my team, and the insurance educational side, I got in that industry seven years ago, after seven years, I've been able to handpick my team that now we have a, a huge multi-multi-million dollar um uh, insurance call centers here in, in California and Arizona and I have such great leaders leading these movements. I have a partner in the e-commerce space that shakes the industry up. I've taken them under my wing. We've learned so much together. We lead each other. We're in the Airbnb uh, space. We have over 60 units right now that we, that we Airbnb around the, the globe great leaders in place always making the right decisions the right moves and i'm watching um i'm in the trucking industry um same thing great leader great partner and and just adding my value to the thing i have a great legal team that takes care of all my legal stuff i've been able to um have on my team to be able to handle whatever comes my way have a great accounting team so as 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 my story goes, the thing I figured out was you have to have the right team. But in order to have the right team, you got to fail with the wrong team. That's how life works. There is no secrets. You have to fail with the wrong team. You're never going to get the winning team the first time. You're not. You have to go through the whole process and be able to get the right people in your team because of the experiences you have. And that's the thing I want to share. With anybody out there that's trying to be a leader and entrepreneur. Don't think it's magical. Don't think one day you're going to wake up wealthy and successful. Success is a process. It's not an event. You don't wake up successful. You have to go through the motions. You have to go through these processes. And for me today, I'm here to tell you guys that every single thing that has happened to me has been an experience. Either a bad choice I made, a good choice I made without even knowing. And now with my experience and my awareness, I'm able able to make The best choices I can because I'm not perfect, nor will I ever be perfect. I still make mistakes and I'll continue to make mistakes, but I minimize my mistakes because I have the experience. And that's where we're at today in life. And and if it would have been for all these failures and failure after failure after failure after, you know, getting kicked in the ass over and over. And let me tell you guys one thing that still to today, I'm still fighting battles. I'm still getting my ass kicked I'm still dealing with people that You know, want to hurt you And I'm not here to hurt anyone I'm here to just to do the right thing And unfortunately, being kind candor um, There's pros and cons The pros are that you find the right people to work with That have the same mindset That are clear and transparent But then there's also the wrong people That also try To be something they're not And they fool they fool you. i I got I, I'm st- I still get fooled. But the thing is, is it comes with experience. My journey has been hard. It hasn't been easy. But I'll tell you guys one thing. It's fucking well worth it. So with that said, I want to say thank you for listening. Take you And this is Caesar Gomez with the podcast. We the best music, Take music. Another one. Another one. DJ Khaled. Khaled.